1: VGK mismanages pucks and a lack of maturity. That's costly in the 5-1 home loss to the Rangers for the Golden Knights last night. Is VGK perhaps uh, practicing too much, Chris? We'll talk about that. And uh, is their workload a little bit too heavy right now? Have they burnt out? And uh, what are some of the reasons behind VGK's mid-record at home? We'll get into that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony D'Asco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Hope you are doing well. Don't forget you could find us at Lockdown VGK on Twitter, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure that you leave those tremendous comments, especially the ones that you leave about me. I really enjoy those. So, Chris, uh, so I watched uh, last night. I was doing some hoops, and I watched that third period and the collapse for the Vegas Golden Knights. They fell apart giving up the four goals to my, my New York Rangers. People got mad that we both uh, predicted that the Rangers would win this game. Um, But then I also listened to the post game show and I heard Bruce Cassidy's comments and man, he was a little bit antsy last night uh, in the post game. Um, And he said, anytime he said that VGK had mismanaged the puck, it goes, anytime you do that, a good team like the Rangers will shove it up your butt <laughs> that another butt word, but yeah, we don't want to say that, but last night, let, let's talk about, you know, some of the things that unraveled for the VGK uh, talk to us about uh, the Shea Theodore, uh, his coming unraveled in the game. And then a Chandler Stevenson game misconduct.
0: What went wrong last night in this game? It's a lot easier to talk about what went wrong than what went right. Um, VGK wasn't ready to start. Let's let's uh go right from the word go, I guess. The first four or five minutes felt okay. I was literally doing my first tweet, just kind of saying, hey, that seems like a fair start so far. Teams kind of exchanging chances. You know, VGK is kind of awake, right? And then you're watching the first period, the Rangers got the lead, and you know, it's just kind of eh, like not that exciting. And then we're walking in the concourse, and I peek up and see on one of the TVs that VGK was outshot 15 to five in the first. Like, okay, this is um, it's kind of what you expect because it is the first game back from the road trip, whatever it is about, these weird games. And I, I told people twice yesterday, we talked about it on the show. I said, the line is fishy. Do not be, be careful with this line. VGK only a minus 140 favorite. I mean, folks, here's how a betting line works. VGK goes to Boston. They're plus 155, and they win a tough game. They almost lost it, but they win a tough game. That's a pretty big underdog to be plus 155. So now the Golden Knights come home. They are the best team in the West on paper, facing the 14th or 13th or 15th ranked team in the standings, the New York Rangers, who have been up and down, not that great by any means. They're they're a good team, but just their results haven't been there. And they're only minus 140. That is a short price when you look at these two teams on paper. So right there, and I put the tweet out. I said, don't be a fish. Do not be a fish. Do not make a bet on the outcome of this game because it might come back to bite you. And it it did. But back to the first, you know, 15 to 5 out shot. Another tweet I put out right after that. VGK was going to have to have a good second period. Cassie was going to have to figure something out. They won the second period. VGK won the second period. It was emotional uh Keegan Colasar got probably the loudest ovation I've ever seen him gets he had a very good fight against Goudreau who basically tried to decapitate Theodore and Logan Thompson with one hit um if you didn't catch that in the game Goudreau basically ran Theodore right into the back of the goal hit Theodore good I didn't even catch it the first time the freaking crossbar catches a uh, LT right in the back of the head where there's a lot less padding as far as where the, where the padding on the helmet goes. So that was certainly um, not great by any means. And then it all started with that unfortunate Shea Theodore selfish penalty at the end of the second, he, he was taking the puck up. I, I knew he was going to try and take it all himself at that point. He was going to try and make a play seven seconds left in the period. Go for it. He's capable of getting that goal right there. And then unfortunately, he doesn't get it and decides he's gonna take a piece of a of a player with him. Uh, Mark Stone took a terrible penalty. Chandler Stevenson, obviously, just loser hockey. It became loser hockey in the third, and credit Gerard Gallant for coming in and doing and sticking to a game plan. He attacked the team attacked in waves. Every single line was crushing the Golden Golden Knights, whether it was opportunities or physicality. And it was rough, but you have to give Gallant a ton of credit for playing Gerard Gallant hockey. That's the type of hockey that we've missed for about the last five years in Vegas. And what was I saying on yesterday's
1: show? I felt that, you know, a team that dirties it up, yeah, that mucks it up against VGK has a good chance of winning because they are not that physical of a team. And also, you know, that now they're shorthanded, and we'll get into that. But you could tell that the Rangers, that they're focused last night, they played for their coach. They played for Gallant, and when Kreider said every game is a must win, I started to think, well, there is a major sense of urgency, and we saw Gallant last night, again, putting those lines in the blender. He played Lafreniere, he played Capo Caco on the top line again with Mika, and it paid dividends, and, you know, Gallant was really upset because they game-planned against Mika, and it just fell apart, and he was really upset that they couldn't even play – mature hockey if you will
0: yeah and you know looking back um, Cassidy he was messing with the lines all night and I am all for tinkering with the lines and trying to figure out combinations and such but it felt like uh, Ron Bjerg was never really in the mix that game last night what I mean is you saw Kessel taking shifts at the second line right away. You saw Marchessault taking shifts down in the third line. You saw Carrier playing up and down between the third and the fourth line. So it almost was like, okay, Ron Beard, go out there and you know get your feet wet. But I, I didn't see what the final time of ice was, but it couldn't have been a whole lot. And again, I'm all for messing with the lines and trying to figure something out. But I just don't understand a game plan where – it's already determined that Ron going to basically play a half of a game's worth of shifts and have other people replacing him. Um, so it, it was a bit strange. March is so down the third line. I'm not sure what happened or why, or if that was simply just part of the plan before the game to, you know, get Ron Bierg's feet wet. Uh, he did mention something about Ron Birk in the game. He's not going to men. He's not going to measure him based off one game. Well, I don't think he gave him a chance. He really didn't give Ronberg a chance, unfortunately. And like Amadio took the skate last night. I'm not sure if it's Amadio is a quote-unquote healthy scratch or if he's laboring something right now. Um, we know Howden is injured. So, you know, strange game, strange game. And this is on Cassidy. These ga- games like this are on Cassidy to figure this out. Um, we'll talk a little bit later about the difference from the home and the roadside, but this is a Cassidy issue, plain and simple. Cassidy is running out of things to say when it's the first game back from the road trip, when the team doesn't start well at home, when the team isn't ready. You know, he mentioned that's on me to get this going. It's on me. It's on me. It's on me. Well, dude, accountability is cool and all, but we have to start spinning the dials to figure out ways to get the results at home. Seven and six on home ice now. Seven and six. This team was impossible to beat for four seasons on home ice. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Chandler Stevenson, his game
1: misconduct. Could you explain what happened on that penalty? No, because I didn't even know he got a
0: game misconduct last night. I'm, I'm a terrible was, podcaster.
1: No, no, um, no. It was at the end of the game. It was his uh, last penalty, and I think he said something. Hey, to he, he, did he chirp on the way out. Give me ten seconds.
0: Let me look at. No, the game it's okay. Report.
1: It's all no. That's all good. But uh, while you're doing that, again, VGK playing shorthanded. No, Jack Eichel again. I think that that injury could be. A lot more uh, not severe, but it it's definitely a, an injury that it might meet the eye, definitely. Yeah, might might take some time to mend. And then uh, Alex Petrangelo, all along, you know, you and I have been saying uh, that we're starting to sense, and I spoke to reporters that you know have been there at the pressers and everything else, and uh, they're saying that they, you know, there is major concern now for Petrangelo, for his family, he's out uh, due to personal reasons. And yesterday they said he's out indefinitely as something continues. Uh, And every time they talk about it on the air, we do get a sense as well that things, you know, are not going well. So again, prayers uh, to the Petrangelo family, and you just hope that everything's okay. And, uh, you know, I just read, I read a player's tribune story going back. He's had some tragedy in his life uh, playing games being on the ice has always been a distraction for Petrangelo so you hope that things are okay uh, with him and his family
0: yeah I mean not to speculate a whole lot because that's definitely not what we're going to do but there's something going on and I'm not sure who the family member is how direct it is how severe it is but it's something that's keeping him off the ice and it's important to you know for the team to offer that support and you just hope everything um, gets better and gets better quickly and Hockey's a game. Like, who cares? Hockey's a game. It doesn't matter. It's it's fun. It's fun for us to talk about it. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, back to Chandler Stevenson looking at the game report. It says abusive officials. So he he chirped on the way out. He, him, and that's uncharacteristic. Everyone.
1: that's uncharacteristic. Yeah, Chandler Stevenson doesn't
0: seem to be that type. But no. I think, I mean, there's 17 minutes or there's three minutes left in the game. And honestly, at that point, when the game is is far like that, if there's you know some rough stuff that happens if someone's chirping too much, the refs are looking just to run people at that point and I don't mean that in a bad way; they're looking to throw people out, but it's just the game's over. they want to get people off the ice before it gets worse, so possibly uh getting Stevenson off the ice and you know not and throwing him out so to speak instead of just simply giving him an unsportsmanlike conduct where he comes back and chirps again, it's actually protecting Stevenson by uh you know kind of giving him his moment to get his money's worth with the officials. And then obviously uh get him off the ice. Um wanna highlight one thing that I saw that was interesting last night. So on that play with Goudreau basically trying to decapitate uh, two of our Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> Shea Theodore and Logan Thompson. We had the power play coming there. The power play was coming. And after it happened, you kind of saw some players in the area of Goudreau, but no one was going to no one was going to um have a confrontation with him. No one was going at him. Shea Theodore looked mad for a second, but he thought better of it. Goudreau, instead of going right to the box, instead and the, this is where the linesman got to be a little bit better. When there's something that happens, the linesman get right in there. When there's a possible scrum, when there's a right after the whistle, and there's a penalty, whatever it is, the linesman need to go in there. And when there's a penalty, the linesman basically escorts a player to the box. Goudreau goes right to Keegan Colasar, who... Was not looking for confrontation. I'm not even taking a shot at Colasar, just Colasar wasn't Colasar knew the situation. Goudreau just grabs Colasar, just grabs him and starts ragdolling him. And then obviously you have that scrum breakout. And all of a sudden now Colasar and Goudreau are going to the box. So credit Goudreau for a veteran enforcer, whatever you want to call his role with that team. But credit Goudreau with being a smart player and taking someone with him to the box. That was my my friends from Chicago were were in the game, uh, John and uh, Wada. Long story about her name, but it's okay. Um, Took him to the game last night, had a good time. But John is the one who pointed out that, uh, hey, he took someone with him. That's that's good hockey. That's smart hockey. That's a a veteran move. I think the officials missed an opportunity to, in my opinion, the the, Colesar did not engage there. So what I would have liked to see happen was either no calls for the extra stuff or give them both one, give Goudreau an extra two, and give Kolasar two, so basically they skate four on four for two minutes, and then VGK gets a a two-minute power play on the tail of when the coincidentals expire. Yeah, uh, rough game for the VGK, and that collapse
1: in the third period. Mark Stone, got to get that too. The cross-checking penalty?
0: Just in general, yeah. I mean, Stone got got that cross-check. He took the puck in the back, and when he went off, he slammed that door so hard i've never i mean I, i've i tried it before but the rink was just kind of quiet to begin with and he was pissed he was in pain and you know he looked so stiff out there and it was actually right after that when uh the, it was the rangers third goal whatever the defensemen were pitching there's a lot of stuff around the red line right there and then i saw the play form literally from center ice and i saw that mark stone was the last man back to try and keep it from becoming a two-on-one and there was plenty any other player would have kept up like the ranger player that ultimately scored that goal did not have a big jump i think and i'm not taking that the shot Heedle?
1: was that the Heatle? it might have been
0: heatle it might have been heatle who actually he was injured for a while and just came back <laughs> he um, just came back we we're talking about him. yeah yeah yesterday. so any other player would have and even nick Haig would have been able to at least made more of a not effort, because Stone gave an effort. I want to be clear. I'm not questioning Stone's effort whatsoever. But Stone was hobbled, and I'm really curious to see A if he's out there in practice today, and if he doesn't might maybe wind up missing the game or two. Because you know, adrenaline, right? You get you get hit a little bit, but you're still on the ice, got the fans there and all the buzzing and everything. And then the next morning, you know, that's when you really don't feel that well. So there's a shot. And again, outside shot. No Mark Stone, no Jack Eichel, no Petrangelo. And you're in a game, you got to win on Friday against Philly. You just, you have to, end the story, end of story. the story. I don't care if we got to send Manny Viveros and the Silver Knights out there, you got to win that game on Friday. Coming up next, you know, you touched on practice. Are they going to practice
1: today? Is this workload All becoming a little bit too All much? Practicing. <laughs> and uh, could the VGK be burned out from travel time and uh, from practicing maybe a bit too much? We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline. Make sure that you check out They're the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting information and your sports betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. And uh, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Lockdown Vegas Golden Knights, and of course, you could follow us on Twitter at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G, and at Lockdown VGK. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. So last night, Chris, um, talking to some hockey fans in the aftermath, I went stop by after I broadcast the game, met up with some friends at a local uh, sports book last night and we were watching period three. So I broadcast a game across the street at the dollar loan center. That was a lot of fun last night. And, but I walked over, I, went, I drove over and then walked into the sports book, talking to some hockey friends and, uh, after the game and then driving home, um, and we started to talk about the workload for VGK at this time of year. Right. Um, uh, and they started talking about it on the post game show as I left, uh, is VGK perhaps uh, practicing too much and along with the travel, is this something that perhaps uh, is of a concern Uh, because Cassidy, he discussed it, I think last week or two weeks ago about having to just make some time to practice. When do you practice? When don't you practice Uh, on the road? They said they had that one really good practice and then things imploded after that game, after that uh, and all of that. So the yeah. rangers. Uh, they, <laughs> there we go hey our fans are still mad at us for you and i both picking the rangers last night i saw it come down to minus 130 by the way too but you can't Oh wow. coaches... it
0: shifted like that oh my yeah. goodness
1: uh, can't coaches gauge you know when a team uh is a little bit tired worn down run down and vgk maybe this is perhaps one of the reasons why they've hit the wall let's go hmm. rangers
0: go ahead chris Let's go, Rangers. Okay, you're done. He, Chris was having a ball last night. So again, his second favorite team is the Rangers. He was starting Rangers chance. He was having fun. He even uh at the wrong time, my good buddy the Golden Knight stopped by and he was even chirping the golden knight a little bit last night. But <laughs> real fun night. And the all the Ranger fans around us, uh, everyone was a lot of fun. Definitely want to uh give a shout out and met someone last night. Give me a second, I got their QR code up uh double defense double d new york rangers podcast um seemed like a a fun fun group that was right behind us just kind of having some fun and talking so shout out to them and uh, our, our pleasant interactions um so looking back at the schedule right now and they did talk about this in the post game last night and a lot of times when you have the road trip you usually have a travel day built in so it's usually road trip two calendar days and then a game. That's usually how it works, not always. So, it's kind of looking back like VGK goes to Seattle and Calgary, Calgary. Uh only one day playing back home against Winnipeg. Um five game road trip. That Friday off, come back Saturday, lose to San Ho- or lose to St. Louis, pardon me. Edmonton, Vancouver, one day off, right back at it against Ottawa. Um Boston, one day off. And then here we go. We got the Rangers here. So it is that blend. And I mean, you can probably count the number of practices they've actually had from since November started. I mean, probably one, two, three, they probably had like eight practices, maybe seven practices since the month of November, which that's not a lot of practices at all. Uh, You have the pregame skates, the, the day of game skates, which are a little bit different than a quote unquote coordinated practice where you can work on things and stuff. and, so are they practicing too much maybe on these travel days? I mean, I don't know. It's it's so tough to gauge that right now. And it could be something, whether it's too much, whether it's not enough and it's reality. Like we're not making an excuse for the team. You got to win. I'm like I said, on Monday against Boston, I, I was probably the only Vegas Golden Knights fan that wasn't thrilled with the outcome of that game, even though the fact that they won. And now you look at a game like this, and this is why I'm not thrilled, because if you're going to give up these types of leads and get lucky to get out of a victory you know, game like that against Boston, well, the Rangers come and wipe the floor with you. It's not that I told you so, but it's simply foreshadowing what the team is doing and what their path is, What they're, if we're going to be uh, using a horse racing reference, what their um uh, not class um what's the word for um for how they look their appearance how they're whatever it is um their form form that's the word I'm looking at form and VGK is not in good form right now and this isn't an excuse this isn't us you know pointing the schedule God saying we're getting hosed right now and and it goes both ways Tony you mentioned you love talking about how things are tilted for the Golden Knights as far as getting teams on the wrong end on the back to back and tough travel days and things like that. Well, now we're getting some of that, some of the opposite of that home cooking here. And we're seeing uh, that it's not, you know, now we understand maybe why some of the other teams were having a hard time getting the jump on us at T-Mobile Arena early on in the season.
1: Okay, so I think, you know, also too, so today is Thursday and they played a game last night. Do they have to come out early today? Can't you just like, okay, sleep in, mend, Oh, whatever! whatever. Oh, they're practicing today. Oh, they're doing ladders today, Tony. They're doing ladders. But why not practice later in the day? Is what I'm saying. So they can Ah. maybe refresh, get their bodies, you know, a little bit on the mend, and then come back. So here's my theory. Here's my theory about Cassidy and practice and the way that this schedule has really shaken out. And I think, I think he he really kind of alluded to this as well. Um, So there is a delicate balance about when you should practice, when not. And I just have a feeling internally that the veterans are probably talking to him about, no, we don't want to practice today. Today might be a good day to take the day off. Really would be. And come back, you know, tomorrow and get back there on the ice and just stay at home, relax, go in for some, you know, some therapy, everything else. But I believe Cassidy uh, really, uh, I, I think this might be more about him being a creature of habit and playing in the east he talked about this right so a lot of shorter trips right all those teams are concentrated on the east coast he cannot have that same schedule when he's going from the pacific time zone to the east he can't do the same things a lot of his schedule think about it it was all up and down the east coast some of those markets you could literally take a bus to you know when, when you're playing games uh they're quick jaunts up and down an hour and a half. There's just so many teams there in the East. And now he's playing in a different time zone. I think that he needs to change his habits about when he feels they need to practice. They need to come up with a new practice schedule, in my opinion.
0: Maybe it's fair. um, Not knowing, um, you know, what discussions are happening and uh, what the true feelings are versus uh, the way it's portrayed in the media and the post games and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a fair, observation the team is worn out right now call it what it is and uh, this is something that was that i did predict i'm not patting myself on the back because I'm, i wish i was wrong but you know the troubled waters were ahead in my opinion going back to the arizona game where they basically played two periods of med hockey they turned that on the third thankfully but it was two periods of you know okay this i'm starting to see the true colors of the team right now and the true colors of the team are not it's a bad team the true colors of the team are not you know long-term concern or anything like that this is a tough period right now we're starting to lose some man games all of a sudden we've lost our best player on the front and our best player on the back side of the ice so that's a concern Mark Stone had the crap knocked out of him last night call it what it is he had a rough night he's got a lot of bruises and hopefully that's all he has as uh, he wakes up and this schedule doesn't get any easier uh we're in the eighth day of the month there's 31 days so by my math there's about 23 or so days left one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. That's a back-to-back. We have eleven games in twenty-three days coming up, and then once the calendar turns to uh, January second, uh, let's see. There's one day off between Nashville and Colorado, two games off, but then we have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game home trip where there's going to be four calendar days between the Kings on the 7th and the Panthers on January 12th. My birthday. Nice. Uh, One day off Edmonton, one day off Dallas, two days off Detroit, one day off Washington. So, you know, they really need to survive the month right now. Survive the month. 500 record, get out of December and then January, you know, start the season over again. And if we're going to look at the month as a whole, right now we lost to Pittsburgh, we lost to the Rangers, but we won against Detroit and Boston. We're two and two. We're two and two this month. Get out of this month. Five hundred. There's two goals for for the month of January, or excuse me, December. A five hundred record and feel better about your home performance. That's it. Don't overthink it. If we can check those two boxes, everything will be just fine. We'll, well have different. This... We'll have different content to talk about.
1: Chris, you knew this was coming, and yes. I'll give you credit. Yes. back in Thank mid-november you. you said okay this is great PGK is on a roll however look at what's ahead in the month of december yeah to i gotta really find tough. that tweet oh it wasn't <laughs> just a tweet i think you spoke about it right as well. no it was both yeah it was both the true colors of this team is one of those colors steel gray is that one of the true colors of this team i don't know okay
0: forgive me why
1: i don't know that's one of the colors they wear Coming up,
0: next, there? There coming,
1: uh, <laughs> Come, coming up next, there's uh, something coming, Tony. Coming up next, VGK, and we'll talk more about this. I know <laughs> you really want to get into this today. Uh, no consistency when it comes to playing on home ice. What are some of the reasons why they run hot and cold? We'll get to that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And last night, the ultimate jinx. A guy from Hawaii, Chris, had made 32 consecutive free throws, school record. 34. Announcers Jinx. He goes to the free throw line. He's made 32 straight. Throws up an air ball. Fell out of my chair. And that's the ultimate Jinx,
0: bro. Were you the announcer that said that? Might have been. Yes, (laughs) it was me. It was me. (laughs) And we (laughs) fell out of our
1: proverbial chairs. He threw up an air ball he's yeah. going for the school record 34. oh my god he just Tell needs to awesome. make these two free throws an air ball he airballs it okay thank <laughs> you for making lockdown golden Knights your first listen that in- was not rehearsed
0: that was not rehearsed that's the best part about that <laughs> uh,
1: for your next lesson check out locked on sports today the podcast the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app. YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, yeah, that was a blast last night. Uh, call basketball. that is such an intimate uh, arena there at the Dollar Loan Center for any sport. Of course, uh, you go and cover the Silver Knights there, and you know, we wanted to talk in this segment so we get back to uh, the reality here of EGK, let's talk about what they call in the betting circles the home road dichotomy. Ooh, do you like that? where some teams, you know, play better on the road than at home. And that's what's going on or better at home than on the road. What if VGK had flipped its records? Would would the fans be okay with that? What if they had, you know, just that one game above 500 mark on the road and then they were just slaughtering everyone at home? Would that make fans feel a lot better?
0: Yeah, 100% it would make fans feel a lot better. And it should make fans feel a lot better and the reason it should make fans feel a lot better is because the road games are going to get harder and harder and harder the deeper into the season you get. And then obviously once the playoffs start winning on the road in the playoffs is such a tall task and difficult thing to do. You have to take care of home. You have to do well at home to be able to succeed. I don't know if there's any uh, teams that have had a long Successful Stanley Cup run that have had the type of projected split, if you will, that the Vegas Golden Knights do on the road. Now, I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to finish the season, you know, thirty-three eight and one on the road, or however that math works out. You know, forty-one home games this is pretty close, actually. I don't think uh, it's going to be that that good, and I don't think the VGK is going to be a five-fifty home-ice winning percentage as well. I do think things will hopefully get better i mean there's distractions at home there's life there's family there's things in your life that you cannot do on the road and it's it's fair i mean there's these are all humans me and tony are human the players are human you know i I know people like to put these athletes on a pedestal because they're they're making you know seven and eight and at times nine figure contracts but they're still human they still have lives to live you cannot just turn everything off once you get back home and you shouldn't have to either. It's not fair for us to analyze them like that. So, you know, is there an explanation of what's happening right now? I don't think so. I don't think uh, Bruce Cassidy is just getting lucky on the lines he's sending out there and not doing good line matching when, uh, you know, cause on home ice you get the last match. I don't think it's anything like that. I think the players are having a hard time getting up for the games and that is where coach Cassidy has to earn his money.
1: Well, Okay, so baby making takes a lot out of your legs, and I think you know at home something's going on with a lot of these players. I wanted to ask you about Vegas, the <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the uh, the fan reaction because uh, you're up there, you know, in the seats there. What fans? And, uh, so, left. Yeah, no. So, so what is the fan reaction as things go south at home? What are the fans thinking, and what are they saying, and what sort of solutions might they have? I want to hear from the voice of the fans.
0: I'm not I'm not that person, but um <laughs> you know, it's you hear the chirps and stuff, you hear the standard <laughs> stuff out there and you know, people dog and who had a great game last night in my opinion. He almost guy, which carry almost hit him for like a center ice breakaway. I would have loved to see Colesar had up his sleeve. He he's shooting nine times out of ten. There's no way star is <laughs> gonna go forehand, backhand, try and roof it. He he might, but it would be awesome if he did. But that's not gonna happen. Um, everybody left last night. Again, talking to my friends next to me from Chicago, you know, the, the comment was, you never see this in Chicago, it doesn't matter what the score is. And that's fair. I that's a fan, a fan base that I lived, you know, that I was a part of for a long time. And then obviously we're here now. And everyone gave up last night and they should like, you don't got to stay and watch that type of shlacking If you don't want to, I don't question the fans for doing so, but I was taking pictures of block and this is like eight, 10 minutes left in the game. When it's a two and three goal game, it's 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 pretty much over, but it's not done yet. And you know, 50 seats to my right are completely empty, complete rows on the lower bowl. And then obviously when the, when it became four to one, that's when just, they started, you know, running to the exits five to one, they're leaving, just turn around, shaking their heads. And, you know, there's concern right now, but it honestly, I've heard worse than I've heard last night, as far as, you know, more or less last season when things were really going bad, you know, coming January, February and March. So, you know, the fans honestly weren't that bad last night besides the fact that they left. Maybe that's why I didn't hear them a whole lot. Um, I there's, I mean, again, we're still at top of the Pacific. We're still top of the West right now. This isn't um, a funeral by any means. We're not, uh, you know, playing the bagpipes. We're not sitting here you know, just saying VGK is dying in front of our eyes. That's not at all what's happening. We are in a tough spot right now. It's a tough spot. It's a slump. These things will happen again and again to every single team. It'll happen multiple times. It's nice to talk about it as a concern when you're on the top of the mountain versus at the bottom looking up between you and five different teams to make the playoffs. So it's not that bad. As, as bad as it sounds right now, it's not
1: that bad. Okay, but a lot of the fans, and you alluded to this in your section, sold their
0: tickets to Ranger fans. Is I got no problem with that. Bad? No? Okay. I, I See, I'm, I'm of the notion, first of all, it's a Wednesday night game. You know, people just sometimes don't like coming out for the weekday games. Let's start there. The only reason I was there with my kid is because we're going to give him a, a pass in the morning for school. He's a, He loves the Rangers, so this is a game. It's special to him. Otherwise, if that wasn't That's happening, awesome. I would have been up in the press box last night. But, mm-hmm. Going back to selling the tickets and not going, I got no problem with that. I love seeing the road fans in the arena. We had a we we discussed this. Uh, I think in the summer, basically about is it good or is it bad? I know Foley is not a fan of having the road fans in the arena. And I get that from the owner perspective. And, you know, and at one time, a a loud let's go Rangers chant broke out while there was a lot of people still in the seats. And I was trying to zoom in on the bench, see if I can get a reaction. I really didn't get a whole lot. It didn't seem to register with any of the Vegas Golden Knights. But I love seeing the road fans there. I love interacting with them. I like hearing their chants. I like the up and back. I like the fact. Here we go. I like the fact that every time they come here, they're worth about seven, eight hundred bucks a head for their time while they're in Vegas, and that's important too. We don't forget that. And you know, mm-hmm. us season ticket holders, if we're able to get a little extra cheddar off of our tickets to uh, ease the pain of that four and five figure bill we got to pay every year, and uh, we can make a little bit of that back on the Ranger fans, on the Oiler fans, on the Blackhawk fans. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. We're we're the ones paying the money to invest in this team. We get a couple bucks back and sell our tickets to a, a road fan as long as we do it the appropriate manner using the Access app. No problem
1: whatsoever. It's all good. And I like that we got ripped for both uh, selecting the Rangers to win that game. I just it was felt a must layup. Win. I just didn't bet good it. Spot. Good it spot. was a layup. I just didn't bet it. Layup. That was a good spot for the Rangers last night. Uh, Did you get the sense that they were, in fact, playing for Gerard Gallant, former VGK head coach?
0: No, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's. I don't know if there's that much anim- – the first time they came last season or whenever it was, this is the first time Gallatin won in the building as a visitor. I know that much. Um, but it didn't feel like win one for the – it didn't feel like the Boston game. It didn't feel like the Sabres game when they wanted to win it for Eichel. It didn't feel like that. I think they – I mean, I, I'm sure they want to win it for him. I'm sure they. the players know the storylines. And, you know, Gallatin, we can talk if it was a fair fire or not. That's another discussion for another time. But I don't think it was – I don't think someone walked up to Gerard Gallant after the game and hand him the game puck and said, Coach, this was for you. It, it wasn't that bad. They are so, playing for themselves in their urgency, I think.
1: Yeah. Last, as a whole. As a whole. As a whole. Okay. I'll buy that. And then uh, last year, uh, as the Flyers come into town next, uh, that was, I thought, the worst loss of the season. A year ago, Flyers had lost ten straight. That was only last year. Yeah. That was a bad, bad L for, for the VGK. Are you going with to – you should get out there. You should cover this one. I just want you to have an exchange with John
0: Tortorella. I actually kind of want, I I would love to go in the visitor locker room, but reverse retro game, there's not a world that exists where my kid's not going to let me not, not not go to that game. He, he loves the reverse retro jerseys. He loves. (laughs) So my kid, we got about a minute here. He (laughs) is enamored with the neon museum now and since that video, Set the pregame video where they're doing the exchange with the Gold Knight and the villain in the Neon Museum. He wants to go to the Neon Museum. You haven't, and you haven't taken them yet. We're, we're, no, we're going to go sometime during Christmas break. We decided that. Oh, that's awesome! So, but this is an important thing because it's better than
1: the Christmas lights at that house that you were blasting the other. Oh, day. that was
0: oh, the oh, oh, that those lights were really nice. Oh, oh that was a nice one. Found. Okay, yeah, but, we need your top ten houses oh i like There's that i can do that i can definitely do that maybe um, on friday show it's just the flyers coming in don't worry too early no i need some. i need more time i need another week but point being is you know this is a small thing but this is an influence that the golden knights have and it's a local thing right the neon museum it's cool it's fun a great place to see all the the history of vegas and my kid as a result of you know basically kind of watching the golden knights game and enjoying everything now wants to go visit a museum in vegas so that, that's a good thing that's a small thing right but it's uh mm-hmm. just a little more about the the sphere of influence our, our vgk has on the on the adults on our wallets and on the youth uh, for wanting to explore vegas
1: <laughs> coming up on tomorrow's show yes we will be previewing vgk versus the flyers it's what the <sighs> friday tomorrow and we're gonna have some good takes I'm might sure. be the whole
0: show could we do a whole show about the friday tomorrow <laughs> we could do a whole show we thank you all for tuning
1: in thanks for making us your first listen each and every day of course. Our podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel from a man, Chris Gollick. I'm Tony Kardasco. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown On Golden Knights.